Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? My name is Morgan Colby. Uh, Rick Lemon show will be later in the week. Um, once again, I mean, the, the, the schedules are just not lining up for us. Uh, he has been super busy with moving and some other things, um, but things are going to start settling down for him. Uh, and we are going to be back on track next week or this week or whatever it is. We are switching to uh, three episodes so you should get three I, this week. You're probably going to get uh, four or five episodes, but uh, in the next in the coming weeks, you'll get three episodes a week, um, all the way up until the start of the NFL season. And then when that happens, I think it's four or five. Can't remember, but um, you know the NFL season is fast approaching. So uh, it is just me today. I'm going to talk about some fun stuff. We're going to do a mock draft five five point oh six point oh. I think six point oh. I I literally wrote it. On my sleeper, wrong. So this is a 6.0 mock draft. Um, we have done a bunch of different mock drafts, and I think you know now that you know we're we're closer to you know um, the NFL season and closer to when people are actually going to do drafts, it starts to make things a little bit more um, realistic in terms of what the ADP is. In in the past months, in May, June, July. You haven't had those uh, solid ADP numbers, so the the what you're actually going to see in in August is it hasn't really been set in stone. Um, because uh, I'm currently recording this just at the end of July, so we are about to jump into draft month, which means what you see is what you get. People are starting to prepare. Norm normal people. I always like to bring in Rick and I talk about the normal people in society that do not prep for fantasy football for seven months right after the NFL season ends and redraft. Uh, we like to talk about the normal people who jump in in August and start practicing for their redraft leagues and they start getting ready for their redraft leagues in August. Um, and it kind of pushes things a little bit into the direction of uh, the 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 crowd that maybe hasn't followed fantasy football for months. So guys that maybe have been down on the boards a little bit in the third round or the second round that you know you maybe have been able to to draft are either starting to move up or down boards. Um, like Bihan has been a lock to be you know a top three pick in in, in PPR drafts top three pick at running back, I should say, um, at, at the running back position. But, um, you know, I think that there might be people who, th- who see Derrick Henry as a better option, or they don't really know much about Behan and they might not draft him. Whereas, you know, we know he's going to be good. We know he was one of the best running backs, you know, to get drafted and he's going to get drafted high. So, I mean, it just depends on the experience level of your league and how much people actually follow it. But I think oh, there's a lot of people who don't actually follow this stuff and that would allow that guy to be pushed down boards. Now, I'm not saying this is an example. I'm not saying that that actually happened. But as we do this PPR draft today, we're going to start seeing that new ADP. We're going to start seeing the number shift. And this is more accurate and more depictive of what we're going to see uh, going into um, drafts late August. And so it's exciting to see that numbers. It's exciting to dive in and see all of this information start happening. But I'm going to try to give you the best approach 
um, to drafting as we jump into this draft month. And then Rick and I are probably going to do one or two mock drafts a week until the end um, of draft season. And we jump into the regular season. So really exciting stuff. We got a lot of stuff coming, uh, super exciting stuff um, down the pipe. And uh, it should be, it should be a good month of preparation for your redraft leagues. It should be a good month in preparation for the NFL draft. I've been diving in on, um, training camp stuff. I've been diving in on on the first this week happens to be the first NFL freaking game that we've watched since the Super Bowl. Gonna be boring. Zach Wilson's gonna sling it against the Browns. Uh, it's gonna be the most boring game I've ever seen in my life. But it's NFL football, and it's probably still better uh, than the USFL that tanked the summer. Um, so anyway, uh, welcome into the pod. Excited to have you. Before we jump into uh, the mock draft, check out our website, fantasygemins.com. Um, we actually have some updates coming soon. I don't know. I didn't tell Rick about that on his recorded show, so if he doesn't mention the updated show, whatever. Um, I mean the updated website. The uh, We have a brand new website coming very soon to your wonderful eyes. Um, it is updated. It's going to be fresh. Uh, it'll have fresh new content on it, and uh, you'll be able to follow all the fantasy football stuff, well, weekly rankings, um, and other data on there that you can uh, weekly rankings, draft rankings, um, and all kinds of other data that we we use um, on our podcast and share that with you through the website. So um, if you go to fanschampions.com right now, you're just going to see a coming soon graphic. Um, but it is coming very very soon. Um, and uh, once that launches, you know we'll we'll talk about it on the pod. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platforms, please leave your review. Share this pod with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. Click the bell for notifications. Like and comment down below. So, um, like I said, we are going to be doing a PPR mock draft, um, and it should be it should be relatively interesting. Um, I just want to confirm that the audio is off for this, and we are good. But um, we're going to do a PPR mock draft 12 team. Um, I randomly selected where I would be drafting. And right now it is currently at five. We've done a lot of different stuff over the last couple months. Um, you know, zero running back, uh, you know, zero running back strategies in drafts, uh, drafting a quarterback and tight end high. Um, we've showed you some standard drafts and some other things as we've mock drafted over the last two, three months, um, of mock drafts. On this draft, I'm just going to give you, because we're jumping into draft month and we're jumping into, you know, real fantasy football draft coming soon, I want to give you a real mock draft, like how I would actually draft if I was sitting um, on the board and I had to take guys um, and what I would actually do, what my strategies would be uh, and all of that good stuff. So um, I want to help you out with that. You know, we're not going to go in a different direction, but um, in any complete direction in terms of how the draft should go. Um, but I'm just going to give you my advice on that. Um, so as we, as we jump in and as we get started, the roster settings, quarterback, uh, one quarterback, two, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, two flex spots. We got six bench spots. Um, some leagues will have kickers and defense. I hate kickers and defense. Um, so it's going to be 14 solid rounds of drafting. Um, so, without further ado, we can jump in. But I did want to note before we start that in fantasy football, um, in fantasy football, it's it's you know kind of hard to uh, you know I, I feel like there's a lot of advice floating around the fantasy football world, and a lot of people will say you tell you sell you or tell you 
um, sell, I guess is a good way of putting it too, but they'll tell you this strategy is the best strategy. You know, zero running back is the best strategy. Oh, you have to go two running backs in the first two rounds. Um, oh, you, 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 you have to draft a quarterback and, uh, you know, the first round or the second round or the third round to make sure you have a quarterback. like the strategy, different types of draft strategies that are cookie cutter and that you can just copy paste into your draft and be like, okay, I'm going to draft two running backs early. Um, while those strategies are interesting to dissect and look at and think about, I don't like to subscribe to a specific draft strategy in fantasy football. Um, because I, I, you need to let a, you need to let the draft fall to you and B it depends on where your draft spot is. If you are in a position where, you know, there's a way better running back on the board in the first two rounds and the wide receivers have dropped into tier three, you know what I mean? And everyone's drafted a wide receiver and you have like Christian McCaffrey on the board at one nine, you know, and you locked yourself into doing a zero running back strategy. You're not going to have a good fantasy football team at that point because you didn't draft Christian McCaffrey when he was on the board at nine. You drafted a wide receiver that was, you know, ninth off the board in the first round. Like, so the ninth best wide receiver versus Christian McCaffrey. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey is the guy you go with. But if you said, oh, I'm just going to draft wide receivers in the first two rounds, you know, then then you obviously set yourself up for failure. So in an approach in fantasy football, it's interesting to see how a team would would play out if you had a zero wide receiver, I mean, a zero running back strategy or something like that. But I typically try to let the draft fall to me, which essentially means how the draft ends up going is how the draft ends up going. If I have a wide, two wide receiver, if I start my draft with two, three wide receivers and I go zero running back at that point, then that's how the draft falls. If I choose to do a running back, a wide receiver, then that's how the draft falls. I really try to draft, you know, some of the best players available at that spot. You know, obviously you have to fill positions and be smart. But in leagues where, you know, flex spots are starting to expand a little bit more, you know, you're getting more flex spots. And like some leagues I'm in, I have three. So it's like three to four. And it's just with that being said, it's it really has become at this point, like I do like to draft skill positions first, running backs, wide receivers, as opposed to drafting quarterbacks and tight ends, because I think in a 4.1 quarterback league, quarterbacks are less valuable and tight ends you know, unless you get Kelsey or, you know, the number two tight end who might be Mark Andrews or somebody else, you know, you're you're going to end up being in the same boat as everyone else at tight end. So, you know, I if you don't get one of those guys, then there's no need to be drafting a tight end high. You know, you can get one in the middle to late rounds that makes sense. So th- those are the two strategies that I typically stick to in fantasy football. And we'll talk about quarterbacks a little bit more today because I've noticed a trend uh, that has gone in a specific direction. But Running backs, wide receivers in the first five, six rounds. And to me, it doesn't really matter. Like, obviously, you need some running backs. You need to get them on your team. And there's going to be a lot more wide receivers than there are running backs. But you want to make sure that you have a good spread of that and and just take the best play, player available. If the best player available happens to be a wide receiver in the first round, take them. You know what I mean? And then you can, you know, go from there. Obviously, if there, you know, if there's a great wide receiver that's a higher tier than a running back that you have, then take that guy. But, um, like I said, when I'm drafting, I practice for my league 
based on the position that I have, and then I go from there. And depending on how my draft falls, I can determine what I want to do and how I want to do it. If it ends up being two running backs, two wide receivers, you know, whatever. I like to, you know, don't subscribe to a specific strategy. That's a pro tip before we jump into this mock draft. So as we jump in, let's start the draft. Um, I'm going to go by myself. Probably going to go really fast, even though I just wasted um, 12 minutes talking about that. Um, really interesting start to this draft. I don't like that, but who knows? Maybe somebody in your league is crazy enough to do it. Fantasy football is wild sometimes. Uh, looks like Travis Kelsey comes off the board at 101, and then you have Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and then Christian McCaffrey. So um, Travis Kelsey at the 1-1, I don't recommend that, but somebody in your league might be crazy enough to make it happen. Um, so for me, like I said, the, the best players, you know, on the board, obviously Austin Eckler, Cooper cup, Tyree kill, Stefan Diggs, Bihan Robinson, um, and the like. So uh, it's a really interesting strategy. So right now I would say there, because only running back, one running back has gone off the board. There's a lot of running backs. And at my turn, I probably at two, eight, I probably could get another, um, another wide receiver. Uh, I I have some concerns about Austin Eckler in a lot of ways, um, but Eckler's still a really fantastic running back. Um, so he could be good. You know, I don't know that I want to take a risk on Behan at one five as the second running back off the board, but you're kind of like at this pick, it's hard with the running back position because it's kind of a hole, you know, um, you're either going to have like second running back off the board is, a tough pick to dissect because it's like Christian McCaffrey is the clear one off the board, but there isn't a clear two. So it's like, it might be Eckler. It might be Behan. It might be Saquon. It might be um, Nick Chubb. You know, it could go in any different direction. So I have Eckler, Behan, Saquon. Like I said, I also love Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is somebody that has been moving up my boards a little bit um, because of just the opportunity that he's going to have the guy I was doing projections and the guy behind him is Jerome Ford. He had 12 carries for nine yards last year. So it's like, you know, he just does. He's like, I mean, obviously it's a small sample size, but he just doesn't seem like a guy that they're going to, they might get him on the field and try to get him some reps and he's going to get a heck of a lot more than 12 carries. And he's going to have a much better season than he had last year running the ball, obviously. But I just don't think he's going to come in and take a, a million reps. I think it's going to be Nick Chubb getting the pass catch and the running work and they're going to run him into the ground until he's, you know, until he's gone. And so that's, to me, that's why I'm like, okay, I'll take him. Um, in a PPR format, if you're going running back, I would say go Austin Eckler here. I think there's the best opportunity for him to get, um, you know, catches and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, obviously he's a pass catching back. So getting Austin Eckler on your team is really, really important. Um, in a PPR league, I would say that he should be drafted as the second guy off the board, if we're being honest. Um, but there's age concerns and there was contract concerns with him. So I don't like I don't know what the the Chargers plan on doing uh, with that position. At wide receiver, I have Cooper Cup, Tyree Kill, Stefan Diggs, CeeDee Lamb. So basically the like at wide receiver, you know, a Cooper Cup in a PPR league, you know, if he comes back healthy and they utilize him uh, to try to beat those zone concepts that he always destroys and uh and stops trying to put him on the outside last year i think um reception perception had it at 45 percent of the time he played um reps at x on the outside um that's not what he does you know he doesn't ha he struggles against press and man coverage a lot of the times he has in the past he's gotten better with it over the course of his career but i think for cooper cup there's there's an issue 
with uh, usage last year because they didn't have Van Jefferson and Allen Robinson didn't pay off the way they wanted to on the outside. So with Van Jefferson back, Matt Stafford back, I think that they're going to get to more of using Cooper Cup where he is successful, which is the slot um, and, and, and in those zone-beating concepts. Uh, and so I think Cup, to me, is going to get a crap ton of targets. He's going to just walk into 180 targets. And it's tough for me because he is on the older side as well. A lot of these guys, you know, scare me a little bit. But if you wanted to go with him, I would say Cooper Cup would be the guy here. Um, I'm going to go with Austin Eckler, go with a running back in the first round here um, and and kind of stick to that strategy. Running back is a position where there's a lot of differential um, and it's a tough position to draft because after the first four rounds, there's really no running backs left. Like you're really digging deep for running backs. Now, there are some guys that I like in between rounds five and ten that you could get, but if you draft a run if you don't draft if you don't get a star running back at least in the first two three rounds you're probably not going to have a superstar running back and that's it's either going to be something that you're going to have to trade for or you're going to have to just live with mediocre play at the wide at the running back position and PPR leagues you can't get away with that with the receivers you know and in fact I probably should have taken a receiver there but um you know I'm going to take Austin Eckler solidify that running back position see where it goes after my pick, Cooper Cup, Stefan Diggs, Behan Robinson, Tyreek Hill, Saquon Barkley, A.J. Brown, and C.D. Lamb all ended the first round. Going into the second, Jonathan Taylor 2-1, Mahomes went 2-2, and then it was Chubb, uh, Henry, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, and then you had Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. Um, some some thoughts here about that stretch. Obviously, first round, those guys definitely should be going in that vicinity. Jonathan Taylor has been a dude who I have liked. I thought he could bounce back this year, but there's some serious situations between him and the Colts. I don't know if he's going to get traded. I don't know if he's not going to get traded. The Colts are fighting in a lot of ways. In fact, what I find what the Colts are doing to Jonathan Taylor is absolutely freaking disgusting, and I think he, they should just pay him um, or trade him or just you know, give him what he wants at this point, because you're not going to win any battles here. You're not going to win any public relations battles and you're not going to win any, uh, win any, you know, business battles with this. Just move on, try to try to get something for him and move on. My problem is I don't know what that looks like for Jonathan Taylor. And so because of the, the concerns on, you know, is he going to play football for Indianapolis? Is he going to go somewhere else? You know, obviously if he gets traded to a team like Miami, um, I feel really good about that, uh, but we'll we'll have to see with the Indianapolis Colts. Like they were going with a run first system, so that there's some positivity there. But you know, I don't know what's going to happen with him. Um, but Nick Chubb, great steal in the second round of PPR drafts. Love Josh Jacobs, Devonte Adams going like tenth. Uh, what is it? Eighth off the board. Love that. Um, so uh, at my pick though, like Tony Pollard, Brees Hall. Um, Pollard, you know, he could be really good. Um, I'm, I'm starting, I'm increasingly believing that he's like a little bit too high in draft boards. I still think he's really good, but uh, you know, I don't know that I want to draft him in the second round. Brees Hall is very concerning to me with this knee injury. There's also some situations where Dalvin Cook might sign with the Jets. It hasn't happened yet. If you're listening to the show and I haven't released it yet and he signed with the, the Jets, then obviously the concerns are warranted. If he signs with the New York Jets, Brees, I mean, uh, Dalvin Cook, then Brees Hall, like becomes less of a value in fantasy football. And I think I'm kind of out on him. I think he, he might be a bust coming back from an ACL injury and all that stuff. It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't lead to good things. 
Um, so running back position really to me, like I could probably wait. I like Jameer Gibbs here. Um, I like ETN. Uh, I don't mind Ramondre Stevenson. I think if nothing happens for the Patriots, he's going to be good. And I do like Tony Pollard, but just not that high. So I do think that at the turn at three, five, there's going to be a running back available for me. If I wanted to go in that direction, a lot of depth at wide receiver. So you know, I could get a wide receiver in rounds four, five, six if I do that. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to look at wide receiver. Um, there's some guys that I really like. Garrett Wilson, concern. I do have concerns about the injury that he sustained. It sounds like he's only going to be out for two weeks, which means three weeks until the season he'll be able to get back on the field and practice. Hopefully that doesn't damage his upside. Sometimes when these injuries happen, they can linger. They can become problems into the regular season, and you have to keep an eye on them. I think Garrett Wilson is going to absolutely cook for the Jets this year with Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be a really good season for him. I mean, last year he had like a low catch percentage, but it was because of the garbage that he had at quarterback. Um, you also got Jalen Waddle, Chris Olave, and some of these guys. I'm going to have to take the risk, and I'm going to have to go with Garrett Wilson and just jump off the bridge. Garrett Wilson will be my wide receiver one. Hopefully the injury is not a concern, but I believe this guy is going to be, he can be a top five to 10 wide receiver in fantasy football. And I'll take the risk there and draft him. Um, he's also going to be heavily tar. If he's tar, if he's treated like Devonte Adams, uh, Rogers is going to absolutely like, he's going to destroy Garrett Wilson's going to be a top three wide receiver. If he's treated by Rogers, like Devonte Adams, um, after my pick, you had Josh Allen, Jalen Waddle, Jalen hurts, um, Tony Pollard, Ramondre Stevenson, Mark Andrews, DK Metcalf, and then Brees Hall. My big thing with this, uh, so I wanted to bring up something, uh, you know, a trend that's happening in the second round here. You have three wide, three quarterbacks come off the board already. And there's going to be more probably in the third and fourth round. And so there's this situation for me where I think in the fourth, fifth, and sixth round in a trend this year, like depending on what happens in my drafts, you know, my home league there, I might have to adjust a little bit because if quarterbacks are coming off the board, extremely high and as high as some of these guys have gone, there's not going to be any quarterbacks available in the ninth round, you know, or eighth or seventh round. And typically where I've drafted quarterbacks. So uh, you're going to have to take a look at the quarterback position a little bit earlier, which I'm going to do in this draft. So we'll talk about that in a second. Um, in this scenario, I didn't think I was going to have Chris Olave here. Um, I really like Chris Olave. I also love Devonta Smith and T Higgins. They're ranked higher on my board. So I think instead of like going with two breakouts, I'm going to go with somebody that could give me a lower floor and I'm going to go with um, Devonta Smith at the wide receiver position, but hold on. Maybe I want to take a running back ETN Gibbs. Some of those guys are still available, but I think I can get one in the fourth round. So um, I'm going to go against what I said in the last pick and I'm going to take Devonta Smith um, here and go with Garrett Wilson, Devonta Smith stack at the wide receiver position. After that pick, we had Burrow, Najah Harris, Chris Olave, Kenneth Walker, T. Higgins, Jameer Gibbs, Debo Samuel, Travis Etienne, Keenan Allen, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, uh, Joe Mixon, T.J. Hawkinson, Calvin Ridley. And now you're in a position where six quarterbacks have now come off the board in the first four rounds. Um, Joe Burrow taken way too high, by the way. Um, but so, and then TJ Hawkinson is the third tight end off the board in the fourth round. Unfortunately, I don't think he's going to end up on my teams this year, even though I love TJ Hawkinson. Um, all right. So coming into this round, you know, maybe you have to start thinking about quarterback. I, I kind of want to see if I can wait a little bit and see if I can get one in the sixth round and take that risk. Um, but at, at running back Aaron Jones, 
I think the Packers are going to be a lot better than people anticipate. Aaron Jones has been really good. He has explosive games as a second running back and a pass catching back. I think he's going to get a lot of work. Um, I think they're going to try to incorporate A.J. Dillon, but I think Rick Rick brought is going to bring... Uh, wow, I can't spoil that show because it's not out yet. But um, Aaron Jones is, is definitely a guy that has, has, be, has fallen back on draft boards. And like I think he's going to... Like right now... Um, sorry, I'm counting players... As a 15th, 16th running back off the board, I think he can outperform that and end up like 10, 11, or 12. So um, I like Aaron Jones here. Um, I don't mind Damian Pierce here. I like Miles Sanders and DeAndre Swift, but I do think those guys could probably fall to me at 5'5, five, five, so I wouldn't take them here. Madison is an interesting pick, you know, especially if he's like at 5'5 five, five or 6'8, like, but I don't want to jump off that situation. Um, and then obviously you're put getting pushed down boards. So I could go with Aaron Jones here, but I do think I might be able to wait on a running back. Now, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to take Aaron Jones. I'm going to take Aaron Jones here. I'm not going to take the risk because I think there's a teardrop after this at the running back position, um, into a zone that, uh, see, I, I was hoping that, I mean, Jones probably would have been taken, but there's some, there's some guys here. Damian Pierce might be good, but anyway, um, after my pick, DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper, Terry McLaurin, J.K. Dobbins, start of the fifth round, D.J. Moore, Drake London, uh, Justin Herbert now comes off the board, and then George Kittle. So I'm going to see if I can push the quarterback to 6'8". We'll see We'll see what happens there. Pearson, Miles Sanders, and DeAndre Swift still on the board, and uh, Alexander Madison, like all those guys like Cam Akers as well. I think there's a teardrop after that, so I might be able to get another running back at 6'8", if I were to wait, if I wanted to draft a running back. Um, some wide receivers, I got Chris, uh, Christian Watson, Jerry Judy, um, we have Michael Pittman. Um, so I, I, I guys I like here at this pick, Judy, Christian Watson, uh, Brandon Ayuk, I don't mind. Chris Godwin, okay. Um, if, if, if Kyler Murray's playing, uh, Marquise Brown is also okay. Um, but I do think that I, I would say that Jerry Judy's probably my favorite option. He's a number one uh, wide receiver for Denver. I have him projected around 220 um, fantasy points at the wide receiver position. Hopefully uh, there's a return here, but I'm going to take Jerry Judy and hope that things go up. I also think that Christian Watson could be explosive. Like if Rodgers stayed with the Packers, I think he would be getting drafted way higher. Um, I think there's a lot of good stuff for Christian Watson, but the quarterback position is kind of a little bit of a concern. So I'm going to go Jerry Judy here, and then we'll see where it goes. So right now I started with Eckler, Garrett Wilson, Devonta Smith, Aaron Jones, Jerry Judy. Kind of liking where the draft is going. I'm hoping that I can get a quarterback here because another one just went off the board. Um, and we'll have to think about quarterback and see if it's even an option for me. But Damian Pierce, Miles Sanders, Kyle Pitts, uh, Dallas Goddard, Christian Watson, Chris Godwin, DeAndre Swift all came off the board. And then you had Trevor Lawrence, Alexander Madison, uh, Marquise Brown, James Conner, uh, Brandon Ayuk, Michael Pittman, and Cam Akers. I love Madison and James Conner in the sixth round. If you're going zero running back, um, if you're going, yeah, zero running back, uh, those guys could be really great options in the sixth or seventh round. Cam Akers as well. Um, so, like... Pierce, Miles Sanders, Swift, Madison, uh, James Conner, and Cam Akers all could be options for you. I do like those guys. Like I said, though, quarterback is a situation. Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Tua, Anthony Richardson, you know, shot in the dark over there. Um, at this point, it looks like if I don't draft a quarterback here, 
I might have Tua or Deshaun Watson available in the seventh round. Um, and if not, I could probably wait on Richardson in the eighth or ninth round and take the risk there and then possibly take like a Rodgers um, in hopes that he performs well early in the season. A Rodgers or a Kirk Cousins just to give me a little base. Um, and we can try that and see what happens. Taking a risk on Kyler, too, later in the draft um, might be a good idea, you know, in case he comes back from that injury a lot sooner. Um, I don't know. I think I'm going to try to wait. I'm going to try to wait it out and see. Too many quarterbacks went off the board. All top eight or nine that I like have gone, and it's not. It's 6-8. So um, at wide receiver, you have Mike Williams. Interesting pick. Uh, here, Deontay Johnson could be interesting. I like George Pickens here. Um, I don't like Jordan Addison, but I, I would wait on him until the seventh round. Probably, um, you know, Tony's kind of turning me off a little bit lately. Um, so we'll have to see what happens there. And then at the running back position, Dalvin cook is, you know, he's kind of fallen a little bit here. Um, Depending on where he goes, I just don't know. Like, if Brees Hall is not ready for week one, I think there's some good things for Dalvin Cook, but I'm not going to take him here. Um, you have Rashad White. Tampa Bay is going to be an inefficient offense, so I don't anticipate him being amazing. But, um, you know, Javante Williams, uh, he's dealing with that injury um, situation. Alvin Kamara kind of fall down the boards a little bit, and I don't – like, he's going to play week one. So, I, I, I mean, I would imagine – um, yeah, they're still unsure about the possible suspension, which is what's pushing him down boards. But I, I would imagine that he's pretty good. I don't really like the running backs here. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't like the running backs. Um, I don't, I'm not in love with the wide receiver position either. I don't mind Deontay Johnson because I do think that last year, the, the Steelers had like a total of 11 touchdowns passing. I think, um, could be wrong on that, but, uh, so, and Deontay Johnson had zero touchdowns and still, had a decent season. He didn't have a great season, but, um, you know, I, I want to see that. I also like George Pickens. So it's a matter of figuring that I could also go tight end. Darren Waller's on the board. I like Fryermuth, but he's a guy I can wait on. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go Deontay Johnson here. I'm going to take a, a PPR risk because if he ends up like, I think George Pickens is going to have a breakout year, but if Kenny Pickett ends up being decent, I think Deontay Johnson will get a lot of targets like he normally does. And they're probably going to be around nine to 10 yards per catch, which is normally what he does. Um, maybe 10 to 11, but, um, the real area that I want to see him increase is touchdowns. Uh, but then you have Rashad white, uh, come off the board, Mike Williams, Dalvin cook, Isaiah Pacheco, and then, uh, Tyler Lockett, Alvin Kamara, Mike Evans, George Pickens. And I almost got George Pickens at the turn. So some options here. I still got Traylon Burks. I still got Jordan Addison at the quarterback position. They ha a quarterback was not taken. I could take the risk and wait till eight, eight and do what I was planning on doing. Um, Javante Williams at seven, five, not a bad option. I want to see what the information is for him. He can participate on Monday. Uh, he remains ahead of schedule and can participate uh, on practices. So in practices, so I, I'm uh, good things there. Montgomery is going to get fed the rock, but I don't think he gets any more than like 180 fantasy points this year. Um, because I don't think there's pass catching upside. Uh, there's a big hype around James cook. I don't necessarily see it. So like I said, there's a fall off here after that round. I was talking about cam Akers, James Connor, Alexander Madison, even Rashad white. Like some of those guys are really good after that. It, it kind of falls off. I like Gibson. 
Um, but I, I just don't know really about any other running backs. If you want a floor play at the running back position, you could definitely go with David Montgomery. Here, I think I'm going to go with my guy. I, I don't want to have too many Steelers, so um, I think I'm going to go with a guy that fell down the boards a little bit. The only receiver, uh, the only re- real receiving option on the Giants, Darren Waller. So I take Darren Waller here at seven five. Um, I normally don't take tight ends super high. I usually wait, but Waller is a good value there. Um, he was going at pick sixty two, which should have been like fifth round, fourth, fifth round, sixth round. Um, so he falls a little bit after my pick though, Fryermuth, Christian Kirk, Javante Williams, Jordan Addison, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, uh, Dave Montgomery, James Cook, Evan Ingram, Jahan Dotson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Traylon Burks, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Quinton Johnson, all come off the board. So now I got the tight end position out of the way. I don't even have to friggin' think about it. Um, we have a couple of options here, uh, at running back. I would definitely be interested in Antonio Gibson at quarterback, Tua Tungavailoa or Anthony Richardson would probably be a smart pick here. Um, and then at wide receiver, you know, you obviously have Kadarius Tooney at 8-8. Eight, eight. He he's been going off the board at pick 90. I like him a lot, but I do have my concerns with Tony. And he's already got injury stuff. They had to operate on his knee. Like, I, I'm not in love with Kadarius Tony right now. I don't think there's great com- uh, stuff coming for him. And I think these are deeper plays at the at the wide receiver position at this point. Um, I only have two running backs, so maybe I can... You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go with Antonio Gibson here. I'm going to let the draft come to me. I'm going to take a risk on Antonio Gibson, give myself some depth at that position. There are guys a little bit later that I might be interested in drafting at the running back position, um, but we'll go from there. Uh, Antonio Gibson, Gabe Davis, David Njoku, Kadarius Toney, uh, Tua Tungvaluwa to end that round. Bihan, AJ Dillon, Javante Williams, and Brandon Cooks all come off the board next. Um, I'm not really interested in. I hate drafting rookie quarterbacks because I don't think rookie quarterbacks have upside to really like smash in drafts. And so, like Anthony Richardson's an in, a very interesting pick at this point for me. Um, at nine five, because like I said, I could always go at ten eight and draft, you know, somebody that might like Kirk Cousins or Aaron Rodgers and and give myself some depth at that position. But I waited on the quarterback position. Two is gone, and there's nothing really available at this point. Um, so we're gonna have to think about this. We're gonna have to think about this. Um because I could go wide receiver. Zay Flower is not a bad option here. Um I would if I had to choose a wide receiver, I'd probably go Rashad Bateman. But I don't really like the Baltimore situation. It's a bunch of yuckiness. Um, Elijah Moore is a deeper play for Cleveland. Um, I think a lot of people like him, but I'm not sure where things are going to go for him. Um, The wide receiver position is kind of grossing me out a little bit. But one of the guys, if you wanted to take a risk, I would say take it on Jamison Williams at 9-5. I'm going to do that here just to see what it looks like. Rick always takes him in drafts, so now that I have an opportunity, I'm going to try to take him. He has a six-week suspension, so he's not going to play. Um, but with Garrett Wilson, Devonta Smith, Jerry Judy, Deontay Johnson, you know, like those four guys can kind of hold things down um, on my team uh, as we go. And Jamison Williams will start uh, realistically on the bench for me. And uh, if he breaks out, he breaks out. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Um, after my pick, I kind of got screwed. I thought I was going to be able to wait to 10-8, and I got screwed. Uh, Kirk Cousins... 
Michael Thomas, Anthony Richardson, Zay Flowers, uh, Penny, Charbonnet, and then Dalton Schultz in the ninth round, 10th round, Khalil Herbert, Cortland Sutton, Aaron Rodgers, Samaji P. Ryan, Odell Beckham Jr., Elijah Moore, and then uh, Devin Devin Akane comes off the board. So very bad situation for me. I'm not going to lie. But my favorite of the Baltimore wide receivers right now is still on the board at 10-8. At this point, uh, the quarterback position is gross, and I'm probably going to have to stream. So there's some risks, there's some risks I'm going to take, but I have a plan at quarterback. Hold on. Wait a minute. We'll, we'll, we'll keep going with this. Um, there is some interesting guys at running back, but once again, I, like I said, Bateman fell, and I'm going to take Rashad Bateman at 10-8. I can't not. Um, so he goes, he goes and sits on my bench as well as we, as we start to build out this team, but at two quarterbacks go, you know, you already took a quarterback teams one and two, and they take another one as a backup. So now Dalton Kincaid, Damian Harris, Chinkaquanku, uh, Chigaquanku, uh, Cole Komet, uh, Geno Smith, uh, Daniel Jones, Jarek McKinnon, and Alan Lazard come off the board. I probably need to go running back, but what I'm going to do here is I'm going to look at the quarterback position. I kind of got screwed again. Um, My best bet at this point in my mind is to make sure I get the quarterback. I could probably wait one more round, but every time I say that, I get screwed. So we'll see what happens. Um, At running back, I have Elijah Mitchell, Tyler Aljair, Kendra Miller. Kendra Miller is interesting because if Alvin Kamara does get suspended, he's there. I do like Roshan Johnson as well. Um, not a lot at the running back position at this point. It's kind of a little bit of a deeper play wide receiver. There is a lot, a lot, a lot of guys. Uh, Myers is good here. Um, I don't mind Mooney here. I don't mind sky Moore. And in fact, I'm going to take some, I'm going to take sky Moore here. I'm going to, I'm going to get myself a wide receiver in that, um, Kansas city room. Uh, and then after my pick Rondell Moore, Elijah Mitchell, Adam Thielen, Greg Dolchich, uh, De- uh, Devin Singletary, Jared Goff, Darnell Mooney, uh, Jacoby Myers, Tyler Boyd, uh, Al Jair, uh, Tyler Al Jair, and then uh, Russell Wilson, Tyler Higby, Sam Laporta, and Jonathan Mingo all come off the board um, here. I would also be interested in taking Rasheed Rice because I like the dart throws of the receiver room for the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, your 12th, 13th, 14th round likely won't end up being on your team in three to four weeks unless it hits. So, you know, you have to think about that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go with quarterback Kyler Murray here. Um, I think there's upside, obviously, with the rushing with Kyler Murray. Um, in terms of, of what they are saying for reports, there's no timetable for his return. Um, it sounds like, you know, it sounds like uh, from some people I've heard, they talk about Kyler and they say he's going to be ready to play for week one. And some people say he might wear six weeks into the season. So for me, I'm going to take the dart throw on that and see what I can get for it. Um, you know, if Kyler ends up playing week one or week two or week three, there's a high yield chance, a high end chance that Kyler Murray ends up being a top seven to eight quarterback in fantasy football if he plays. So if that's the situation, then you're obviously going to have good things for Kyler and you'll end up with a good quarterback in fantasy football that you don't have to think about. After my pick, Rasheed Rice, uh, Donta Foreman, Tank Bigsby, Kendra Miller, Romeo Dobbs, Ezekiel Elliott, Bryce Young, and Raheem Mostert came off the board. So I'm going to take Roshan Johnson here, the running back for the Bears. Um, 
I do like Khalil Herbert. He's going in 10-1, so I think he's a deeper play pick that you can go with. Um, but the big reason why I take Roshan Johnson is because if, if Herbert doesn't work out, I mean, this team drafted Roshan Johnson um, relatively high. You know, not a first or second round pick, I believe. I don't think he was a second round pick. Let me, um, let me see where he was. It's not showing me. Uh, yeah, he was he was uh, basically like a third or fourth round selection. So there's a chance that he could come on and play uh, in week one. But um, yeah, I'm not sure about Roshan Johnson. Another old man quarterback that I would be kind of interested in to play week one that I probably should have taken there, Matt Stafford. Um, every Everyone's drafting second quarterbacks because, you know, freaking idiots. But Stafford, uh, he to me is a guy that could come out and have a really good season and produce um, you know, on a week to week basis, like 16, 17 fantasy points, just to not completely destroy your quarterback position. But Everett, Matt Stafford, Nico Collins, Zay Jones, Michael Mayer, uh, Jalen Warren, Jordan Love, Jalen Hyatt, Irv Smith, uh, Michael Gallup, Rashid Shahid, uh, then Jeff Wilson, Jerome Ford, and Chase Brown all come off the board. And for my last pick, I think I do have to go quarterback here and take somebody that just could give me a solid base floor um, of play, and I don't even know who that is. It might be Derek Carr. I, I, this is gross. I could just stream. I think I might just stream. Um, Kenny Pickett's also an interesting player, and if Kenny Pickett takes a step forward this year, there's a chance that he could be decent for fantasy football. So, you know what? I'm going to take Kenny Pickett. 14th round. We'll see what happens. We'll go with Kenny Pickett. Um, and round out our team with that quarterback. He would start week one for me, assuming Kyler doesn't play, but he can hold it down until Kyler gets back. Um, my team currently as constituted, Kyler Murray at quarterback, uh, Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones at running back, wide receiver, I have Garrett Wilson, Devonta Smith, uh, Darren Waller is at tight end. Then we have Judy and Deontay Johnson rounding out the wide receiver tight end positions. Um wide receiver running back tight end positions the flex positions there and then my bench is Antonio Gibson Jamison Williams Rashad Bateman Sky Moore Roshan Johnson and Kenny Pickett so a lot of interesting stuff in this draft it, it you know I I went the way that I went with the quarterback position to show I guess what happens when you don't draft a quarterback and there is one guy that I do like, and it's the only guy that really at this point that you can get in the super late rounds in hopes that there's some form of a breakout. And that's Kenny Pickett. Pickett, you can draft in the 13th, 14th round with no problem. Hope for a breakout. Maybe draft a Rodgers or a Kirk Cousins or somebody that can hold the fort down until you end up with you know a situation where you can potentially start a breakout Kenny Pickett. But... To me, it's just, it's very difficult. After you get past Trevor Lawrence, like there are some options after him, Tua, um, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott. I think those three guys are decent for fantasy football. Uh, but after that, it's like, you know, Rodgers and Kirk Cousins probably floor plays. Anthony Richardson's a super high ceiling play, but rookie quarterbacks don't usually pan out year one. And then after that, it's just kind of a wasteland of quarterbacks. So it's like, if you don't draft one early in the first seven rounds, you're kind of going to get screwed later. So that's where I'm like, that's one position, one area where I typically draft quarterbacks late, which next year probably will happen because there's a lot of good quarterbacks with Stroud and Anthony Richardson 
and um, and Bryce Young and some other guys that can fill in um, those spots in the later rounds and kind of give you an opportunity to get you know a young quarterback who could potentially break out. But um, this year, there's just no quarterbacks that could potentially break out. You know what I mean? That are worth value uh, besides Kenny Pickett, maybe. But outside of that, it's just not there. So um, I think that's the one area where I think, you know, I would have changed my strategy, maybe draft a quarterback a little higher. But the rest of it is is relatively decent. I don't like my old man running room, running back room. I'll tell you that much. Too many old men in that running back room. So um, interesting draft. Interesting situation. Hey, might work out, might not work out. We'll see. But that's how I kind of would approach a draft. I take the guys that I think are going to be decent, you know, that are val- that are high value picks, you know, kind of follow the draft and go with it. Um, Rick's got forgotten players on, on the next episode. Be sure to check that out. See you later, guys. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.